We're going to have some more college basketball action here for Saturday, December 3rd. And now that college football season's coming to an end, we finally got a pretty big slate of games on tap for today. A lot of action going on, so let's jump right into it. Now we start the day down in New Orleans with Fordham taking on Tulane. Fordham comes into this game as the 201st overall team in the high Tibet power ranking. Tulane is the 88th overall team. And for this Fordham squad, you know, they've had a fairly strong start to the season. A 7-1 record is very impressive. Their only loss coming against Arkansas on the road. And while they didn't look great in that game, it's also not a game that you would expect them to look good and wish they were a little bit more competitive. But, I mean, overall, Fordham has exceeded any expectation. I had going for it for them into the season, um, you know, shooting a 53.3 effective field goal percentage on the year. They're also hitting 36.7% from beyond the arc. Darius Quinsbury um, has been outstanding, dropping 17 points per game for this team. But it's not like it's an easy two lane team on the other side of the ball. They've also had a fairly decent start to the season here. Only two losses for them on the year against Nevada and Western Kentucky. You know, it's, it's a two lane team that certainly struggled a little bit um, in that MTE, but overall they've done a decent job shooting the ball hitting 53.9 effective field goal percentage they have struggled a little bit from the perimeter only hitting 32.3 percent from beyond the arc and the reason i like fordham so much in this game has a lot to do with how bad the two-lane defense has played it's certainly not the worst thing in the world but especially from the perimeter they have really struggled to contain their opponents this season allowing 38.1 percent from three on the year and, and when we look over to the fordham defense they have certainly been much stronger especially you know from the perimeter themselves um, holding their opponents to 30.5 uh, from three this season. And, and overall, I really like how this Fordham team has played this season. And I don't hate how Tulane has played, but I think their defense struggles a little bit in this one. I don't think they're able to pull away from this one late. I think Fordham keeps it close here on the road. I'm taking them plus 10 and a half here against Tulane. Next up on the card, we got Syracuse taking on Notre Dame. Syracuse comes into this game as the 71st overall team in the hot tip of power ranking. Notre Dame is the 48th overall team. And, you know, it's a Notre Dame team that I have been fairly high on here going into the season. I've bet on them a few times already. Hasn't necessarily worked out for me the best, but, I mean, they are 6-1 and one on the season. Their only loss coming against St. Bonaventure, a game where they definitely struggled and a game that definitely should have been closer than it was. Um, but they do rebound with an impressive win over Michigan State here earlier in the week. I mean, Mike Bray had this team rocking last year, winning 24 games, off to a 6-1 and one start this year. Um, who knows what Nader, Notre Dame can achieve? And they go up against the Syracuse team here that has certainly had some struggles here to start the season. I mean, hasn't been great. They they lose to Colgate for the second year in a row. Um, also a loss to Bryant. Certainly not games that they want to lose. And, and while those are competitive teams, they're definitely games that Syracuse should win and, and should have looked more competitive than they did. Um, overall, Syracuse, though, has really just struggled to shoot the ball this season. Only a 47.7 effective field goal percentage on the year. They're also only hitting 32.5% from beyond the arc. We compare that over to Notre Dame, who has shot the ball extremely well. 56.6 effective field goal percentage. They've been great from the perimeter, hitting 36.5% from beyond the arc. And, you know, it's a team in Notre Dame um, that really just seems like they have all of the answers on the offensive side of the ball. And while defense is a bit of a concern, 
I think the Syracuse defense is more of a concern in this game. I mean, Syracuse, especially rebounding the ball, has been one of the worst teams in the entire country, only pulling down 75.6% off the defensive glass. And overall, I don't think there's really anything to say about this Syracuse squad other than they're really just an average basketball this team this season. I mean, what Jim Beheim has going here, um, I don't know that there, there's any way to just turn it all around and write this ship completely. I think it's a team in Syracuse that's going to struggle all season. Um, you know, we, we saw the Notre Dame defense step up a little bit against Michigan State and if they can do that here against Syracuse I see no reason why they can't win another big game at home I'm thinking them minus five here against Syracuse Next up here on Saturday, we got Charleston taking on the Citadel. Charleston comes into this game as the 132nd team in the hot to bit power ranking. The Citadel is the 288th overall team. And, you know, it's a Citadel team that has five wins on the season, but not over any teams in the, in the top 290 um, in, in Ken Palm. I mean, really, it's a Citadel team that has certainly struggled this season, have really just fallen on their face in all three games where they've had a little bit of a step up in competition this season. And Charleston is no easy team i mean seven and one on the year some massive massive wins to go along with that obviously the highlight of the season was winning the charleston classic the first time in school history and overall it's just a charleston team that shoots the ball so so well a 53.2 effective field goal percentage for them on the season not to say the citadels but a terrible shooting team hitting 49.6 percent and they've also been really strong from the free throw line hitting 81.4 percent but I would still give Charleston the advantage here. I mean, what Pat Kelsey has been able to build in only his second season um, here for this Charleston squad is, is absolutely amazing. I mean, they had one of the youngest rosters in the entire country a season ago, and, and they bring back a lot of those guys. They bring back a ton of experience here on those teams. And really, it's a, it's a Charleston team that doesn't really have one playmaker or one go-to guy who just sticks out and stands out in the box score night in and night out. They do a really good job spreading the ball around. You know, their top five guys are all within a few points of each other um, when it comes to scoring I mean look for this Charleston team to look to push tempo once again that that's really their bread and butter um, here this season getting up and down the court forcing a fast tempo and, and for the Citadel they've certainly struggled on that I mean the defense for the Citadel has certainly been a concern this season they have not done a good job slowing down their opponents especially when they've taken that step up in competition and you know overall it's just a Citadel team that I think struggles to create opportunities late here in this game um, and I think they fall behind it and really fail to get back in it i'm taking charleston minus 10 and a half here against the citadel next up on the car we got coastal carolina taking on winthrop with coastal carolina comes into this game as the 180th overall team in the hot tibet power ranking winthrop is the 183rd overall team for coastal carolina finally get that first division one win of the season against south dakota in their last one and Overall, it's a Coastal Carolina team that has really just been struggling this season. You know, it's not the same team we saw even a season ago here for Coastal Carolina. And as far as Winthrop goes, they've looked very strong this season. I mean, both these teams are 500, three and three for Coastal Carolina, four and four for Winthrop. But Winthrop has looked especially good at home this season. I mean, a huge win over Middle Tennessee earlier in the season. And overall, they just do a really good job shooting the ball. A 53.3 effective field goal percentage on the season. But they're also the eighth best team in the entire country from beyond the arc, hitting 42% from three and McMillan and Lane are one of the best guard duos in the entire conference here for this Winthrop team and you know it's a team in Winthrop that I absolutely love how they're playing right now especially at home they've looked very very good Coastal Carolina on the other hand has struggled to shoot the ball a little bit this season only a 41.9 effective field goal percentage and unlike Winthrop they've really struggled from beyond the arc only hitting 25.4% from out wide and, and overall it's a roster for Coastal Carolina that certainly has some talent 
but they just need to do a better job of playing as a team. That's just not something they've done great this season. Uh, I mean, I mean, when it comes to the turnover department, especially they're one of the worst teams in the entire country on both sides of the ball. They're 350th on offense when it comes to holding on to the basketball. They're 349th on defense when it comes to forcing turnovers. And don't get me wrong. The Winthrop defense has certainly had some struggles as well, but Winthrop just plays such a fast style of basketball that they kind of make up and, and hide some of those flaws that they have on the defensive side of things. Coastal Carolina doesn't do that as well, and, and I think they you know play this game way too slow to stay in this one with Winthrop. I think Winthrop is able to score points. I think Coastal Carolina struggles in that department, and ultimately I think Winthrop wins this game pretty big at home. Um, I'm taking them minus three here against Coastal Carolina. Toledo heads to George Mason here on Saturday for Toledo. Come into this game as the 70th overall team in the hot Tibet power ranking. George Mason is the 123rd overall team. And it's a Toledo team that I've liked the last few seasons, but this season to start has certainly been a bit strange i mean an impressive pair of wins over uab and richmond they looked very great in both of those games but they also struggled against umkc um, in east carolina not exactly the losses that they want to go on that resume but uh, what toledo has been good at this season is scoring points and in in their only two losses those were the two games they scored less than 80 points their five wins they scored more than 80 points so really the key to success for toledo is to put 80 points up on the board and while that may be a large feat for a lot of teams in college basketball it certainly hasn't been for toledo i mean they do a great job shooting the ball offensively they're a very very strong team putting up a 55.8 effective field goal percentage they're also deadly from beyond the arc hitting 38.5 percent from three dennis and shoemate have both led this team um in scoring with 18.7 points per game tied up there at the top and then overall it's a toledo team that just shoots the ball extremely extremely well but it's a george mason team that has shot the ball pretty well this season as well i mean they haven't necessarily you know been overall as good as toledo i would say but they do come into this game following a great overtime win against hofstra in their last game and they're not far behind toledo in terms of shooting hitting a 52.5 effective field goal percentage of the season they're also knocking down 36.4 percent from beyond the arc as far as defense is concerned i mean the george mason defense hasn't been terrible this season especially from out wide holding their opponents to only 28.8 percent from three but it's just a george mason team that does not play a very fast style of basketball they like to slow it down um you know like to it's a tie and control their opponents that way and that is just not the style that toledo is going to look to play in this game um you know while the toledo defense itself is a little bit concerning their offense is just so so strong i mean they're the 15th fastest team in the entire country when it comes to pushing tempo and, and going on the road here in this one i think toledo is able to win this game pretty handedly like i said the key to toledo's success is to score 80 points i think they're able to do so here against george mason i'm taking toledo minus one and a half here against george mason now next up on the card we got sacramento state taking on santa clara sacramento comes into this one as the 276th overall team in the hot tibet power ranking santa clara is the 95th overall team and you know for sacramento you know coming to this game following a two overtime loss against southern utah in their last one but you know overall they haven't been the best this season but they certainly haven't been a terrible team by any means i mean offensively they've done a great job shooting the ball a 51.4 effective field goal percentage for them on the season they're also hitting 38.6 percent from beyond the arc and you know zach capel has done a really really strong job for the sacramento team this season dropping 12.9 points per game and you know overall for the sacramento team they've actually been a fairly strong team on the offensive side of the ball this season um and when we look over to santa clara you know obviously they've been off to a very hot start get the win over wyoming on wednesday um but despite the great record 
they do have some issues to be found. I mean, their offense hasn't been the best, only a 48.8 effective field goal percentage. They've struggled a little bit more from three, only hitting 33.5%. And, you know, their defense certainly brings them back up a little bit, um, and they do a great job rebounding the ball. But Sacramento's also done a really good job slowing their opponents down. They're very good at controlling tempo, and this is just too big of a spread, in my opinion, for a game like this. I'm taking Sacramento State plus 12 here against Santa Clara. Next up on the car, we got Fresno State taking on UC Irvine. Fresno State comes into this game as the 77th overall team in the hot tip at power ranking. UC Irvine is the 112th overall team. And it's a Fresno State team that is just straight up not good this season. I mean, we're almost a month into the season, and they don't even have a win over a Division I opponent this season. And yeah, let's let's be honest, they played a fairly tough schedule this season. But there were some winnable spots and, and certainly not five games that should have all been losses. I mean, overall, Fresno State has just not done a good job shooting the basketball this season. Only a 42.1 effective field goal percentage on the season. And they're only hitting 22.6% from beyond the arc. They're the third worst team in the entire country when it comes to three-point shooting. Only UTEP and UMKC have been worse from three this season. And that's certainly not a stat line that you want, um, you know, when you're a team like Fresno State. And as far as UC Irvine goes, you know, played a very, very close competitive game against San Diego State on Tuesday. Tuesday, end up losing that game by three points and they obviously have the huge win over Oregon earlier in the year and overall they've definitely been the better shooting team this season obviously a 41.9 effective field goal percentage but from three hitting 41.3 percent the 11th best team in the country from that category I, I mean just leaps and bounds better than Fresno State complete opposite ends to the spectrum when it comes from out wide and it's not just on the offensive side of things I mean defensively UC Irvine also has a slight advantage and that's saying something against a Fresno State team that prides themselves on that defense. I mean, the Fresno State defense has been good as well, holding their opponents to a 44 effective field goal percentage and 27.3% from beyond the arc. But UC Irvine's been better, holding their opponents to 42.6% effective field goal percentage and 25% from beyond the arc. Honestly, this UC Irvine team is just a much stronger team on both sides of the ball. And for how bad the Fresno State offense has been, their defense can just not do enough to keep them in this game. I really think the Fresno State offense is, is going to have a hard time doing anything in this game. UC Irvine is just that good of a team. I'm taking them minus seven and a half here against Fresno State. Now, for the final game on Saturday's card, we got Wichita State taking on Kansas State. Wichita State comes into this game as the 100th overall team in the hot tip of power ranking. Kansas State is the 67th overall team. And, you know, Wichita State looking to, to turn their season around. I mean, they got the win over Richmond. Uh, you took Missouri to, to overtime on Tuesday. But for all the, the quote-unquote slight successes they've had here as of late, they still have that loss to Alcorn State, which is certainly going to haunt them as the season goes on. And, and overall, they've just not been the best team shooting the basketball this season. Only a 49.3 effective field goal percentage. They've also really struggled from the perimeter, only hitting 28.9% from beyond the arc. And when we look over to Kansas State, They've been off to a very, very hot start this season. You know, their first loss of the season coming Wednesday night against Butler. But what Jerome Tang has been able to build here in his first season has been impressive. He's off to a very, very hot start. You know, they've had a lot more success out wide, um, hitting 35.1% from beyond the arc. And a large part of the success for K-State this season is obviously Jerome Tang coming in. But Keontae Johnson, you know, is looking like his former self um, here in Manhattan. You know, he's done a great job shooting the ball this season, averaging 18 points 
points per game. And on the defensive side of things, the Kansas State um, perimeter defense has been absolutely outstanding, holding their opponents to 25.8% from three. And, you know, for Wichita State, you know, Craig Porter Jr. is really the backbone of the team. And when he plays well, they play well, dropping 13.9 points per game and 7.1 rebounds per game. But when he has an off night, it becomes harder for this Wichita State team to find success. And while I do like Isaac Brown as the head coach, and I think it's a, you know, was a decent hire, obviously not great circumstances when he got hired. Um, he just doesn't have the the it factor that Greg Marshall had. And say what you want about the Greg Marshall it factor. Obviously, it ultimately got him fired. Um, but they won a hell of a lot of games. And this Wichita State team just does not feel like they have the the drive and the momentum, the 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 will to want to win games like that Final Four team did and that team that went undefeated did. Um, it's really just a team in Wichita State that I just don't see, you know, wanting to play games. And, and I think they continue to struggle here in this game. It, Kansas State is quite honestly just on the complete opposite ends of the spectrum. They're gone the up and up. They got a great head coach. They got a great star in Keontae Johnson. And I think they win this game quick. I'm taking Kansas State minus six and a half here against Wichita State.